In a world shaped by ancient civilizations and remarkable trade networks, a wondrous journey awaits. Footprints presents Connected, a gripping 10-episode series that takes you into the lives of ordinary people whose destinies intertwine with the ancient Silk Road and the Belt and Road Initiative. Following the modern initiative that connects several continents via land and maritime networks, we uncover captivating stories along the way and witness how it bridges different cultures and peoples throughout time. Brace yourself for an enthralling experience with Connected, arriving on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today and join us on this extraordinary journey through time and space. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Young. Good to have you with us. The 19th Asian Games are in full swing in the city of Hangzhou, China. What are some of the highlights of the Asian Games so far? And exciting matches and spectacles to look forward to. We let you know. And we're on a mission of starting your week with a motivational kick. Our motivational Monday offerings will get you ready to tackle the week. For today's program. I'm joined by Ding Hong and Xing Yu in the studio. First on today's show, the eastern Chinese city of Hangzhou has grabbed global attention as the host city of the 19th Asian Games. The games will be held from September the 23rd to October 8th, with over 12,000 athletes from. 45 countries and regions across Asia participating. This multi-sport extravaganza is set to be the largest Asian Games in history. So we, uh, aside from having two lovely guests in the studio, have asked our colleagues, sports reporters Yang Guang and Brandon Yates, in Hangzhou, reporting on the games for their insight as well. So, what are the key highlights and attractions of this year's Asian Games so far? Well, here's Brandon reporting from Hangzhou. I guess the key highlights and attractions of this year's Asian Games so far have been the opening ceremony. I mean, it was a spectacular display. Um, dignitaries from all across the world, and、um, it was a really special occasion. We saw. A historical progression of a certain time period in Chinese culture.、Um, there were massive dance shows, and it really was something to behold. And、um, look, I think it's early on in the Asian Games so far. It's early days, so I think most of the action and excitement and highlights will come later on in the games. But I would say at this early stage, the highlights for me have definitely been the opening ceremony, and of course, just being in Hangzhou as well. I only arrived in Beijing three months ago, and this is only the second city that I've seen in China, and it's been absolutely spectacular. It's it's quite different to Beijing in terms of the pace of life and the river running through the middle and all of the new skyscrapers and that kind of thing. But it,、um, you know, seeing that difference has actually been quite exciting. So I guess those are my highlights: the opening ceremony, and of course, seeing a new wonderful city in China in Hangzhou. Yes, indeed. And Xingyu, you、yeah. broadcast the opening ceremony for CGTN Radio. What stood out in your eyes? 
Um, I totally agree with Brendan that the opening ceremony is the most stunning opening ceremony of the ancient games in history, I think. Um, and the opening ceremony was held at the Hangzhou Olympic Sports Center Stadium on September 23rd. And the stadium is also known as the Big Lotus due to its shape. And what impressed me the most is how digital technologies were used in this audiovisual feast. Um, for example, one of the performances featured a giant digital dome in the shapes of like basketball, volleyball, and football covering the whole stadium by using naked eye 3D visual effects mm-hmm. and AR technology. So it's fascinating and futuristic. And another point that um, I can see is that how much effort has been made to create a green opening ceremony. So there's no fireworks were left off uh, in the city during the opening ceremony to reduce carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. And um, TV viewers were able to see AI-generated digital fireworks on the broadcast. And in addition to that, um, I think Hangzhou has really done a good job presenting Chinese culture and Chinese aesthetics to the audience worldwide. Um, they provide stunning performances. And also another thing that I um, stood out to me is the lighting of the cauldron. Um, the torchbearers in the virtual and the physical worlds, they jointly lit up the cauldron at the opening ceremony. So over um, over a 100 million virtual sparks. So each spark represented a participant of the online torch relay. They formed this shape of a giant human torchbearer mm. who ran into the stadium to light the main cauldron together with the physical torchbearer, uh, which is um, Chinese swimmer and Olympic champion Wang Shun. So um, these are some of the things that really impressed me. Mm. Yes, and Jing Hong. What are some of the exciting facts about the Hangzhou Asian Games that you see is worth our attention? As well as, you know, I wonder if you um, saw some of the short videos <laughs> that's been circulating all over the internet about the opening ceremony and everything related to the Asian Games. Yeah, of course, the, the, the opening ceremony was marvelous and spe- spectacular, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but overall, I guess uh, my attention is probably more focused on the mentality that they represent, as well as the you know the competition and matches themselves. For example, I, I pay attention to the soccer games, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, <laughs> basketball games, um, a lot of overlapping games with uh, a lot of with some of the recent international sporting games, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and, and of course, Hangzhou is the main host city. But in the meantime, we are also talking about other uh, city, nearby cities like Ningbo, Wenzhou, Shaoxing, Jinghua, and uh, Huzhou in, in, in the eastern Chinese province of Zhejiang. These mm-hmm. are assistant host cities. And yeah, and I feel like somehow the, the mascots featuring these, uh, this, this, Asian Games is very interesting. I, I guess there are three of them. Yeah. Respectively called uh, Chen Chen, Cong Cong, Lian Lian. Right? So cute names. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of um, history, local history, and also representing the Chinese civilization behind them. You know? Yes. And we also asked our sports reporter, Yang Guang, uh, this morning, right before the show, to uh, answer some of our questions. So what is uh, his answer to this? Hangzhou has put in a lot of effort to ensure the success of the Asian Games. What measures have been put in place to enhance the experience for both athletes and 
spectators. So here's what Yang Guang has to say. Hangzhou built a few new venues, the well-known Big Lotus uh, for athletics and opening and closing ceremonies, as well as the Small Lotus for tennis action, as well as this aquatic center for swimming and diving events. It looks like a butterfly view. See the venue from above the sky. Meantime, there are also existing venues hosting the games, like in the sports of basketball, football, cricket.、Um, the universities also offer their stadiums and、uh, arenas to host the games. Also, a few co-host cities,、uh, neighboring cities of Hangzhou, like Ningbo, Huzhou, Wenzhou. They also bear the responsibilities of、um, hosting some of the sports action there. Like sailing venue and the infrastructure-wise, Hangzhou has done a fantastic job. The athletes and the spectators really love these venues. And also, Hangzhou built this Asian Games village away from downtown area. This includes the media village, the technical official village, and the athletes village. They're in the same block. The village, the whole buildings will be reused after. The games there will be residential buildings in the future. So, in terms of sustainability, Hangzhou first of all they fully use the existing venues, and in the meantime they have planned out how to use the venues in the future when the Asian Games wrap up. Yes, definitely. How do you continue to use the venues, and also how to cut carbon? These are some of the themes that have been talked about a lot in hosting these huge international sports events in China in recent years. And Hangzhou being a tech hub as it is, as well as a beautiful tourism city、mm-hmm. for for well in the hearts of Chinese people.、Um, <laughs> now I guess it's getting the international. Exposure that it very much deserves. So it's all very exciting for those、um, who are either participating directly in the Asian Games as well as those who live in these cities and also, you know, the assistance hosting cities、um, to sort of witness this big. Um, event that is taking place.、Yeah. So, what are some of the highlights or the、um, also new sports、mm. events, new sports games are being included in this Asian Games that you like to share with us? Yeah, sure.、Um, apart from the huge number of athletes participating in this edition of Asian Games, like Heyang just said.、Um, One of the key facts that stood out to me is the number of sports included in the games. So the 19th Asian Games feature 40 sports in total, including 31 Olympic sports and nine non-Olympic sports. And for the first time, esports and breakdancing have debuted as an official medal event at the Asian Games. And other non-Olympic events include like wushu, Chinese martial arts, and the sepak takraw.、Um, it's basically、uh, also known as kick volleyball. Is It's a bit like volleyball, but you can use your feet to kick the ball.、Mm-hmm. I think it's more fun than it sounds.、Um, <laughs> and also, karate—it's a form of wrestling popular in Central Asia. And、um, dragon boat racing, also、mm-hmm. skateboarding, bridge cricket, etc. So you can see there's a diverse area of events, not only for athletes to show their talents, but also for audience to enjoy various events. Yes,、mm-hmm. and also some of these、um, sports are very. Asian-oriented,、mm-hmm. and then I think it's you know echoes you know it's an Asian game, <laughs> and that's all very fun to learn more about. And Ding Hong, I know you watch sports. There are certain 
sports that you shared with us that you'd be paying attention to? And what are some of the other spectacles that you'd be sort of watching out for for the next uh, couple of weeks? Yeah, um, actually, now, first of all, I watched some uh, segment of uh, last night's uh, swimming competition. And uh, basically, Team China, during last night's competition, claimed all the medals, it seems. My my impression, I'm not sure whether that's really accurate, but I think it's mostly true. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we are talking about legendary uh, Chinese figures like Wang Shun, Mm -hmm. right, this uh, flag bearer. And and also Qing Haiyang, this uh, breaststroke um, new star who has already gained a lot of a couple of uh, world champions already earlier this year, and some of the women swimmers like uh, uh, I I forgot I somehow forgot the, the name of this uh, person, but anyway, they are all legendary, and yeah. uh, they have participated. <laughs> Uh, the, the 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 international world champions uh, are held over the course of the summer and later the university at held in Chengdu and now they're staging a strong comeback in Hangzhou mm. right yeah and also uh, we need to pay attention to say the Chinese uh, men basketball team um, their defeat during the World uh, Cup uh, early on was pretty humiliating but uh, you know, a lot of fans were very unhappy about their performance, and we will see whether, mm. under the guide of uh, Yao Ming, the you know the, the the chairperson of the China Basketball Association, as well as the head coach, whether they can uh, perform a strong comeback during the Asian Games. Um, yeah, so a yeah. lot of interesting things to watch. Th- yeah. That's the thing about sports. Yes. Um, you can be excited and have a lot to sort of, you know, have high expectations. But but also, I mean, it's part of the beauty of the game because it could go either way. Yeah. And um, and I think we just have to accept it because, you know, it's a loving level playing field and we're all playing by the rules and we're all trying to do our best and uh, and, su- and see who um, comes up on the top and and you don't know. And yeah. that is the wonder. So what about for, for you, Sunyu? Um, I think, yeah, that's so true. You said that it's so hard to predict the results of the games. And that's also the fun and charming part of the games. And this year, the Chinese delegation um, for the Asian Games in Hangzhou consists of um, 887 athletes who will compete in over 407 events of 33 sports. Um, so the Chinese athletes with an average age of 25 years include 36 Olympic champions. And on September 24th, um, which is the first competition day after the 19th Asian Games officially opened, Team China garnered 30 medals in total, including 20 gold medals um, leading the medal chart. And the Chinese pair of Zhou Jiaqi and uh, Chiu Xiuping clinched the first gold medal of the Games in the women's lightweight double skulls. so I really look forward to the best performances from each and every athlete participating in the games. Yes, and our reporter Yang Guang um, did share with us right before the show. Um, so we have the recording here. Um, what, have you had the chance to interview any athletes and um, some fresh observation coming from Hangzhou right now? 
Actually, we just came to Hangzhou a few days earlier, and uh, only um, Sunday we had this chance to talk with athletes. And uh, the first athlete I interviewed was Li Binjie, the Olympic champion in swimming. Uh, she did fantastic job leading the Chinese relay team to win the heat round. Um, she said the swimmers of Team China they were quite relaxed and uh, they won they actually won the competition in the heat round quite easily. And uh, she said that she also watched the opening ceremony of um, the Hangzhou Asian Games and um, it was a fantastic show. She said, uh, especially when the cauldron was lit, um, it was an exciting moment. And uh, one of her teammates, Qin Haiyan, was one of the torchbearers at opening ceremony. She said she was very proud because the swimming team has one of the, those honored torchbearers at opening ceremony. Yes, um, it's really great to hear uh, firsthand what's going on in Hangzhou with the Asian Games. And also we've asked Brandon about um, spotting volunteers who've been working hard and contributing to the success of the event. So here's Brandon. In terms of the volunteers, I think they've also been one of the key standouts of this Asian Games so far. There's so many of them. They're so enthusiastic. They're so professional, incredibly helpful, um, and in various areas as well. I mean, just from my personal experiences, every time I enter or exit a room, they greet me. They're incredibly helpful. If I have questions that need answering, like finding a certain room or certain area, they're always happy to help, and they also have the information that's required. And they really do go above and beyond um, the call of duty. I mean, for example, the other evening I went for a run around my block in the uh, village, and I didn't think anyone had actually seen me leave, uh, leave my uh, hotel. But as soon as I returned from my run, there was a volunteer standing at the entrance with a bottle of water and a towel to, to greet me after my run. So... Honestly, the volunteers have been absolutely outstanding, and I think they've been one of my highlights of the games so far on a personal note. And like I said, you know, <laughs> most of the sporting action will come in the next few days or weeks. But um, in these early stages, the volunteers have really made a, a big impression on me. Wow. It's good to know that Brandon uh, had the chance to squeeze in a run as well. I mean, when these guys are stationed over there for the whole of the games, I think. So, you know, it's important to balance things out, including uh, going for a jog as such. So, yeah, definitely to keep an... a huge event like this running and to make it successful, there's a lot of work that goes in uh, in the stadium as well as backstage, and that includes the volunteers. So uh, in the stadium, everything visible as well as the things that we might not see directly from the uh, TV broadcast, what do you see as the things that um, are kind of like uh, hidden but possibly worth people's notice? Um, for me, I think um, the green concept that Hangzhou Asian Games adopt, uh, adopted in this games really stood out to me because um, the use of green electricity in the venue is a major step 
toward Hangzhou's goal of hosting a carbon-neutral Asian Games. Uh, and the use of green electricity in the venues is a very important step. According to the state grid Hangzhou Electric Power Supply, some of the green electricity utilized in the venues is photovoltaic energy transmitted from areas including Qinghai and Gansu provinces. And also a number of locations have implemented water recycling systems in an effort to promote sustainability. For instance, the Fuyang Water Sports Center can save roughly a thousand tons of water every month, accounting for over 35% of its total, um, which thanks to a rainwater recycling system. So these are part of the aspects that I can really see how um, Hangzhou is paying great attention and detail um, to the green development, green philosophy in mm. holding these Asian Games. Mm. And uh, as far as I know, there is also a uh, a so-called digital printing technology, <laughs> which involves the the manufacturing of this mascot, right? Oh. Uh, right. Um, and that that is, of course, another efforts in terms of going green for this particular games and i guess in comparison to those traditional uh, say printing technologies this digital process really produce very limited amount of waste water or waste gas or pulp so i guess um to to really to reduce um, air pollution employees cut the mask out dolls with electric scissors rather than those you know traditional laser tailoring tools so i guess in a bigger sense in a bigger picture sense china or hangzhou or the zhejiang province they have this capability in terms of hosting a carbon neutral international sports because really think about the bigger picture china is now a global leader in terms of the development of green technology green energy china mm -hmm. is the absolute industrial leader when we talk about say wind turbines wind energy um and solar power solar panels etc etc so definitely china has the capability and probably more importantly the responsibility to mm -hmm. showcase to the world that yeah green going green is the absolute trend for the future yes definitely you know having uh, an opportunity to demonstrate what you can do is one thing but also to truly benefit your own people and green energy is definitely the future so to see green energy to be able to power more households mm -hmm. to be more um integrated into everything we do in the way we use energy in our everyday lives i think is definitely an important aspect of this whole green energy story as well as one thing that um Xing Yu mentioned just now which I still think is a little bit of a technical uh, marvel when you think mm -hmm. about it, when energy generated by wind turbines in the, uh, well, our show comes from Beijing to you, right? So from where we are at, it feels like the very, very far northwest of a part of the country yeah. to be transferred to the eastern part, the eastern city of Hangzhou. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't even do the math of how many miles that <laughs> is right now, but it crosses like multiple provinces. And for energy to be able to um, travel that far and to be used for this very uh, 
exciting uh, sports event, I think, mm. is uh, definitely worth our attention, as well as all these uh, new technologies that have been used here in, well, in the Hangzhou Asian Games. And this also reminds me of um, these themes kind of reoccurs, even since... Um, yeah, the Winter Olympic Games, yeah. which was held in Beijing, and mm. there was also so much discussion about um, cutting carbon, uh, going carbon neutral, as well as, you know, providing the best for the athletes mm -hmm. and their teams who come to China, making sure that they can have a great time and really, you know, do their best in the games. Yeah. And, um, and and sometimes this kind of generosity is something I don't <laughs> know if international people get. But really, look at what Hangzhou has done mm. and Beijing has done previously to host these international sports events. People in this country really pull out all the stops to make it happen. And um, I am also curious to hear from you guys. What do you see as, you know, in essence, that says these international sporting events matter? Well, I feel like, uh, for, exa for example, in the case of Asian Games, this really tells a Tells a tells a lot about uh, the evolution of China over the past few decades. Uh, when it was first held in China in 1990s here in Beijing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, compared to now, mm -hmm. right? And and of course, back in 2010, it was held in Guangzhou. A lot of evolutions. I remember, according to the accounts I have read about, back in, uh, like 30 years ago, uh, Beijing don't have even don't have enough money to host such events so people make a lot of donations but now we are talking about green events right <laughs> yeah so this is the third time that China is hosting the Asian Games mm -hmm. it happened in Beijing Guangzhou and now in Hangzhou. Hangzhou yes so having these international sporting events they possibly um, promote the sense of identity and pride and be a catalyst for challenging perceptions and even inspire some young people to and folks in general to seek to emulate the successes of their heroes and also what a great party for everybody in Asia to join in and for those around the world to see we'll be back after this 